a preciousness because we're alive today and we get to go through another day of human existence with heightened intimacy, not just robotically going through habits, taking care of errands. We can also do the errands, but we can do them with a, uh, an approach of presence, with an approach of not being just swept away, but learning how to actually take a breath and then engage and settle and take a breath, make sure that we're staying connected to ourselves and then engage. And finally, we can actually bring these two together so that we're breathing and being embodied while we're also engaging with our inner worlds and our outer worlds. So um, today is a, a day on the calendar called Waysak. And if you don't know what that is or if it surprised you, um, the first full moon in May in traditional Buddhist countries, in many traditional Buddhist countries, is celebrated because it's believed that the first full moon in May was the day of the year that the Buddha was born, was the day of the year that he became enlightened, and was the day of the year that he finally passed away, all on the full moon of May, which in India is one of the hottest months of the year. Not that that has much to do with his story, but um, it's interesting that all those days, um, all those events of his life happened on this full moon in May. So in many Buddhist countries, it's a standout day of the year and it has all this uh, significance about awakening that no matter what our past is, we can awake as one who's on a path. We can awake as one who can see through our path and then we can even celebrate the conclusion of a path uh, all happening on this one day. And if we weren't on meditation retreat, we would dress up in our finest and we would offer flowers, we would share food, um, many ways to celebrate. But there also might be no better way to celebrate the Buddha's birth, enlightenment and passing than to have it be a day of conscious practice which is what uh, his life and his teachings were about. Not just to celebrate his story, but to engage our story, to engage our paths. So just to breathe in and breathe out on this day of significance called Waisak, which means the full moon in May. It happens to be today, if you are aware of the moon cycle. I want to do a uh, sound check and make sure that my audio is coming through. Just to see enough thumbs up. Okay. Again, if my audio cuts out for any reason, if enough of you point to your ears, it will give me the clue that I should stop uh, pretending like I'm making sounds and check into the technology. So, so far, so good. So today is another day of practice 
right in our homes. We have this day, this Thursday, to welcome ourselves to be embodied, welcome ourselves to feel our bodies, feel our breath. It's a day to come to our senses in terms of actually hearing the sounds at our ears, taking in the sights at our eyes, taking in the rich body sensations that we have, and then being open to them with this lead quality of equanimity and equanimity and mindfulness suspend what we'd rather be happening because we start to prefer contact with what's actually happening. And it takes some strength of heart to want to make contact with actual reality versus always pulling and tugging on reality to conform more to what we would prefer. So we make that contact, we breathe, we acknowledge what's happening. And then there is room for a response. There is room for a response of wisdom, of compassion, of aspiration. But to make sure that we do that within real contact, real contact with what's actually happening versus drifting up to our heads, to our fantasies, and then trying to live a life that's divorced from reality by a millimeter or by many miles or kilometers if you're not stuck in this North American metrics, uh, non-metric system. So we're invited into the stream of our lives. Today, the stream is going through this very moment. We relax into that stream. Our basic practice, the foundation of our practice, is still to be oriented towards what it feels like in our bodies as we sit in meditation, what it feels like in our bodies as we walk. And that's the formal sitting practice or lying down practice or standing practice or walking practice. We always need encouragement to build this relationship to being inside our bodies. There's a lot of well-being that happens when we build that relationship to our bodies. We have a type of groundedness when we live inside this body and we float above it and float out of it. Uh, we're much more pushed around by the changing circumstances and we don't find a good place to take refuge. So this body or the direct senses that we're taking in, actual sounds, actual smells, actual tastes, the actual sights in the present rebalances uh, an unconscious trend to be drifting up towards our minds and maybe being overly compelled to try to sort out the past and sort out the future and all the while missing uh, the intimate ride of being in the present with living with more perspective. Today, we're going to add on to what we can be mindful of, and that's mindfulness of mental and emotional states. It's the third foundation of mindfulness, which we call mindfulness of mind or mindfulness of heart. And when we're mindful of the mind or mindful of the heart, we don't point our attention in any other direction. We keep pointing it towards the body, pointing it towards the breath, pointing it towards our feet when we walk, we're still attending to those foundational practices. 
we want to increase uh, mindfulness of the second foundation and be aware as we're going through the stream of the present that it has qualities that are unpleasant, qualities that are neutral, qualities that are present because that kicks up so much reactivity when we're not aware. We wanna increase the range that we can be aware and not thrown into reactivity. And then once we establish that contact, there is room for choice. We can move towards pleasure, we can try to solve pain, but not from a place of non-acceptance and reactivity. We can accept it and then see if there's a response that keeps us in contact with reality. Also in that stream, we can now become, we can uh, add mindfulness of our emotional states and mindfulness of our mental states. That's usually where our suffering is born out of. Conventionally, we'll blame the experience. But if you pay attention, if you're a scientist of happiness, if you're a scientist of how this animal and this mind works, more of what causes us suffering and agitation are the states of heart and mind that are arising. And we even have preferences around them, so we create struggle around them. So the way this works, the image is sort of like you point a camera at a rose, and then if it's a complicated camera, you twist the dial and you zoom in, zoom out. So you never take your attention off the rose, but the way that the mind and heart work change the filters of how you're taking in the rose. So you're still attending your breath, and a mindful question you can ask is, how am I attending the breath? When I began, I wanted to be peaceful, I wanted to be accepting, I wanted to be kind to myself. And yet 12 minutes in, you find that you're actually frustrated or you're bored of the breath or you're really caught on some story, um, something that somebody said to you, something you read in the news. And you go there without much perspective and you tumble around until you realize, whoa, I'm really off for where I want to be. We can actually make mindful contact with these qualities of heart and mind while they're happening. So by being aware of your breath, if you happen to be aware of your breath and you find it quite easy, it's not that the breath has changed that much, it's that you're experiencing a heart and a mind that are, um, have the capacity of being present. And then later on in the day, you find it difficult. Well, then you want to explore what are the qualities of heart and mind that are present that are making it difficult to contact the breath. Conventionally, you'll blame the breath for being too neutral, but it's actually in the qualities that are arising in the heart and the mind and you want to become aware of them because they're another way that this system operates, but if it operates without consciousness, we'll be swept up by emotions that are passing through us and mental states that are passing through us. You don't need to neutralize them all in order to be present. You can actually expand your mindfulness to include mindfulness of the breath while sad 
mindfulness of the breath while tired, mindfulness of the breath while feeling a wave of strong energy, mindfulness of the breath while in happiness, mindfulness of the breath while feeling calm. We don't actually have to intervene upon any of them if we can be aware of them. So it's one more thing to bring intimacy into. It is a bit like going to a Vietnamese or Thai restaurant and getting Thai iced tea. And before they mix it all up, there's the Thai iced tea at the bottom, which is, has one flavor. And then there's the condensed milk at the top and you can take the coffee straw, put it all the way to the bottom and taste the tea. And then you raise it up a little bit and you taste the condensed milk. Mindfulness can actually go through our system and be mindful of different components. So you're mindful of the breath, you're mindful whether it's pleasant or unpleasant. You're mindful of the emotional states or the mental states. If you can name them, that's one entry point of mindfulness. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling impatient. I'm feeling calm. And you get to know all these different mental states and emotional states while they're happening. And it increases living with perspective, not living lost not living ruled by unconscious habits. So I'll guide you in that. And then uh, it's up to you how much you want to do that throughout the day. If you find it complicated, it's better just to stay with the foundation of being with the breath and the body. Uh, but if you find it interesting, or if it's a challenge you want to take up, you can come in and say, they asked me to be aware of my mental states while they were happening. Let me see if I can do that while breathing in and breathing out. I'm actually kind of frustrated. Why isn't this practice working? Or this stuff is great. I love it. There's a lot of ease here. Oh, okay. There's ease. There's enjoyment. That's actually what's happening. Most people are having mental states and emotional states without much perspective. And yet they heavily filter our experience. And so if you don't know they're happening, you're being heavily influenced by them without much awareness. We want to bring awareness also into how our hearts and our minds are operating, what qualities are present. So we'll have a chance to practice this for a bit, and then we'll open up to some questions and observations about what you experienced when we add this in to what the meditative journey is today. But it begins and basically rests upon keeping it simple, keeping it directed towards knowing sounds as sounds, knowing body sensations as body sensations, and then adding these uh, questions of inquiry. Is this pleasant and pleasant or neutral? And do I sense any reactivity? what qualities of mind are present. And you don't even have to get rid of them. You just have to know them while they're happening. That increases wisdom, that increases perspective. So with that much said, before we go into practice, I first want to invite us to recognize our community. So if you reopen your eyes, if you close them and take in these humans, on the screen, these are all real humans. It's not something your computer has generated. So there are actual humans. There are 52 real humans here. 
and invite you to reach over and uh, hold your hand up next to your neighbor. We'll make some contact, feel the Sangha, at least actively be aware. And then let's send each other some encouragement. This practice was easy, more people would do it. So those who have shown up to do it are practicing their courage to become more self-aware. So you can do it this way. If that feels awkward, you can do it this way. So this is our Sangha for the day. You can also reach down and scratch the head of the person below you, pat them on the head, wish them well. You can reach up and tickle the feet of the people right above you, knowing how often the feet go asleep when they practice. So you're wishing their feet well, pat them on the head. Bow to each other. Welcome, Sangha. Welcome to today. May we have the strength and patience and kindness to go through this day, increasing self-love, self-understanding, and then engaging the world with those same qualities of love, patience, and understanding. So as an act of kindness to yourself, find a posture that allows your body to be at ease, welcoming this sophisticated animal into a restful, still posture. One that is as comfortable as this body might be able to feel while sitting still. Keep playing the rooster cheer you on in the background. It's actually a lot like being in Burma. A lot of the monasteries have a lot of roosters in them. And Spear Rock doesn't have any roosters yet, but we might get a few because they're so encouraging. And allow yourself to take a few deep breaths. And we begin transitioning from the logistical mind that got you here on time, that got you to eat your breakfast or not, got you to prepare. And that way of thinking and that way of being has its function. But when we turn into meditation practice, we want to relax the body. We want to relax the heart, relax the mind into more of a flowing being space. And then within that relaxation, I encourage you to sit up just a little bit so that we don't follow that relaxation back into sleep. We're trying to rest wakefully. We might notice that just in how we take our posture. We're being kind to our bodies inviting our bodies to relax, but also welcoming them to either sit up if we're sitting so that we don't go asleep. And if you're lying down, if that's the right pro uh, practice for you, see if you can lie down in a way that still invites integrity for presence, not tension, but just the intention, not tension, but the intention that you're lying down to increase self-intimacy, not to go back to sleep. 
Then you may become aware of your body. Whatever is obviously felt on your skin or inside your body. Various temperatures. Maybe coolness on your skin that's exposed to the air. Warmth where your arms are touching the sides of your body. Maybe warmth where there's a cushion behind you or below you. Getting a sense if your head is relaxed and balanced on top of your neck. And if your neck is rising up out of your shoulders. Your torso is invited to be long and tall sense of dignity in your posture. And then within this body, there are all these body sensations of your heartbeat and your pulsing, wherever that's obvious in your feet, your hands. maybe in your lips. You might feel the soft tissue inside your body. Get a sense of where your bones are. And then you can feel this rhythmic process of breathing. There are steady body sensations that arise as we breathe in and then different body sensations as we breathe out. And that becomes a refuge. Rather than having our minds just wander in habit We can invite ourselves to take refuge in being aware of one breath at a time.
And with gentle encouragement, you might see if you can be aware of several breaths in a row. Encouraging yourself not to be so enchanted by whatever ideas come to your mind. But learn to appreciate living inside an alive animal body. With its temperatures, its breathing, soft tissues and bone. Inviting yourself to be embodied in this way. And how is your body today? Not your opinions about it, but as you feel into your body. How is it waking up today? It will probably not be exactly like it was yesterday. So with this heart of equanimity and mindfulness, we can relax our preferences to deepen better intimacy. Today, my body is like this. Today, my breath is like this.
And then right in that stream of practice of being aware of your body and your breath, of attempting not to be distracted by thoughts. Right in that stream, you can become aware. My heart and my mind are like this today. Today is a day where it was easy to wake up and I can be aware of this. Today is a day where I feel emotionally and mentally sleepy. Where my mind feels still heavy. Or while I'm trying to be aware of my breath, my mind and heart feel very drawn to the grief I feel around the world. We're bringing mindfulness to the mind and the heart itself. Softening our preferences so that we can be intimate and just acknowledge. Right now, while I'm attempting to be with my breath, I'm experiencing a mind and a heart that have these visiting emotions, that have these visiting mental states, and that shaping how, how well I can be mindful of my breath and body.
Every now and then we can welcome in the investigation of yesterday and see that we don't like certain emotional states. We find them unpleasant or we really like certain emotional states and find them pleasant. And there might be a whole bunch of them that are neutral. And because they're neither pleasant nor unpleasant, we have an unconscious movement to check out and not find them worthwhile. So we can very patiently and courageously allow our bodies, allow our breath, allow our hearts and our minds to arise and change and go through their various phases and learn to appreciate, learn to taste them, learn to be oriented Learn not to add suffering to the visitation of what the body feels, the visitation of what the heart feels, the visitation of how your mind is operating. And then whenever that feels too complicated, simplify your practice and come back to feeling one breath at a time and seeing if one breath at a time can be enough for contentment.
as we are practicing mindfulness and equanimity as a heart state, as a caring state, not just to be factually accurate, to say this is happening or that is happening, but we wanna bring a caring heart into the intimacy of mindfulness. You might find it helpful to at times bring your hand up and put it on your heart to remind yourself that this is a practice of caring. This is a practice of applying patience and understanding, not judgment or fixing, but starting with can I even make contact with myself? Can I make caring contact with my physical body and all these alive sensations? Can I make mindful contact with what I'm feeling today? Can I care about myself? when there's some sadness or joy, calmness. As we develop our mindfulness, we want to make sure the heart engages with mindfulness. So that's a practice of understanding. a practice of actually meeting ourselves. Of putting aside this incessant drive to be different. Being courageously patient to say, yes, this too. I can show up for myself and the world when it's like this. I don't have to make it different. I'll make the effort in, I'll put the effort in to know this version of the world, this version of my personal or inside world this version of my immediate or extended external world. Developed mindfulness can be a carrying state.
And maybe most courageous of all is when we care about ourselves. When what we experience is actually there isn't caring. Or the heart is grumpy. The heart seems to be embroiled in judgments and it doesn't feel like it's in a caring state. And then we get perspective and say, oh, honey, it feels like you're suffering today. Without perspective, we just suffer. If we can bring mindfulness into the equation, we can see that we're suffering. Or you might be having a very beautiful, enjoyable day but you're not appreciating that it's a beautiful, enjoyable day. So mindfulness can come in and say, sweetie, I see you having a good day. I see that today is there's peacefulness and happiness in you. And I actively appreciate it. So in this way, our mindfulness practice can find caring connection, especially in those places where that wasn't our first experience. And then the last contemplation for this sit would again be the equanimous mindfulness where you say, you don't have to be different for me to start caring. I'll learn how to care with you being exactly how you are. You can point that towards your body You don't have to be a better body for me to finally accept you. 
I'll bring caring directly towards how you are, body. Or your heart and your mind. You don't have to be different before I'll bring this warm caring towards however you show up. I prefer the truth of what's happening versus what's more comfortable or more pleasant for me. Loving you as you actually are is pleasant for me. And we might open up the ring of our perspective to consider the house around us, the neighborhood around us, the greater community around us, also including the plants and animals, and the elements of the sky and the earth and the rivers. It doesn't have to be different for me to start caring. And my caring won't always just want it to be different or to be better. My caring will ripen so that it makes contact with all of reality. That's the path I'm on. I can care for things just as they actually are, not when they start to conform to what's pleasant for me or what I prefer. And this is what we can do as we walk through this day. Let our hearts care for and make contact with whatever happens today. We don't have to wait to care. We can bring mindfulness in and let that mindfulness be caring by its willingness to be intimate, no matter what happens today. I invite you to open your eyes and look at these others on the screen. Maybe for a moment, look around at the room you're in, bring some perspective. Here we are at this moment in time and space. And although I have preferences for how I'd like things to go, I'm not gonna wait to start caring when I get to how I want things to be. And my caring won't be a way that I 
confront things as they are, to make them how I want to be. I'll have a type of caring that will keep meeting how things actually are. And then also see if I can cultivate well-being for myself and others. But I have a greater place to rest that has room for how things actually are internally, externally, near, far, just of one being, of several beings, of all beings. My heart will develop itself so that it doesn't ever split or reject or hold its breath and wait for something different. It actually wants to make contact with the truth of all that's good, all that's difficult, all that's neutral, all that's dramatic. I'm gonna welcome a heart and embodied presence so that I can keep making contact with reality without being spun out by how I'd rather things be. And that's what we'll practice when we do walking practice. We'll practice that when we come back and sit again. We'll practice it if we're in small groups. We'll practice it while we're taking our lunch break. You'd be amazed at how well the people around you feel really honored when you soften any little manipulation on them or yourself that you be different, but that you can actually rest in how things are and then see if there's little things you can do that make the day go better. But that's not uh, a necessary condition or whether you'll show up or not. I'll show up and I'll see if I can help. I can do both. We could do both. So with that said, I wanna see if there are any observations you had during your practice, things that you were able to make contact with and surprised yourself that you could actually extend accepting warm mindfulness with a part of yourself where you usually have a reactivity, you usually rush in to fix it before you feel it. Or if there are any questions about the theory and how you would apply it in the circumstances you're in. So again, you might uh, raise your hand by pressing the raise hand button uh, or you can raise your physical hand and uh, we'll call on you. I see uh, Jan, do you want to go ahead and unmute yourself? Hi. Um. This intimacy thing, it sounds like a really good thing to have. And I think with the breathing, I've been able to sort of taste that more. Um, 
But I guess my question is when you get into, when I get into like bodily sensations, for example, pain, um, I believe I've been instructed before to sort of, the, the way to feel into it. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.